Welcome to the Life Point Church podcast. Hey, if you have a Bible, you can turn to Luke chapter 7 is where I'm going to be. Luke chapter 7. If your Bible glows and you're reading off an app, I'm reading off the New Living Translation, so your app will be the NLT version, right? So you can be at NLT version there, and I'll be on Luke chapter 7. If you don't have a Bible, don't worry. It'll be behind me whenever we get there. But um, if I haven't got a chance to meet you yet, like I said earlier, my name is Devin, and I'm the youth pastor here at the church. And I'm so thankful for this opportunity that Pastor Aaron has given me to share with you guys. I believe God's given me a word to, to share with you. And I think, I really do believe that if someone grabs a hold of it, I think your life's gonna be different. I think God's gonna do something in you today. And um, you know, last week, Pastor Aaron started a brand new series called, This Is Us. Can everyone say, this is us? Man, you guys can do better. You guys can wake up, right? You got like extra hours sleep. Like you like, man, like, come on. Come, everyone say, this is us. There you go. There you go. So, you know, Pastor Aaron started this new series, This Is Us. And it's all about our core values as a church. It's all about like what we say, hey, this is important to us. This is who we are. And last week he talked about the idea that we grow. He talked about being fully devoted followers of Jesus, right? How to be a disciple of God. Not just say I'm going to follow, but really be all in and follow. And so if you, if you missed that, I want to encourage you, go to YouTube, make sure you watch it. But today, Pastor Aaron asked me to continue this series by talking about another core value, and that is we are generational, Right, so today I'm going to be talking to you guys from about that is that we are generational. And I love the fact that I get to be a part of this so, this so much because as the youth pastor, I get to see the next generation. And I get to see like what, what God's doing in them. And, you know, for our youth ministry, man, we, have, we meet on Sunday nights. It's called 110. And, and God is doing an amazing, amazing work on Sunday nights. Like, right, like God is showing up in a big way. Over the last seven weeks, just seven weeks, 12 different students have given their life to Jesus. Like, that's amazing, right? Hey, come on, we can clap for that, right? Like, we can be thankful for that. Like, it's just so, like, amazing to see students grow and change and see them fall in love with Jesus and then be in a way where, like, I always tell them, I just want to see you go further, further faster than I did. Like, I just, want you, I just want you to go further and faster than what I did. Like, I want you to come out of, out of youth and be coming in here and be like, I'm at, I'm at a different level than what I was at. And that's, I'm seeing it happen. It's just an amazing, amazing thing to be a part of. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, it's, it's, it's really serious too, but we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun at 110. Like, I, mean, I just wrapped up a series based off of Stranger Things. So if you, if you know, you know, right? Talking about Stranger Things and Demi Gordons and all that stuff. If you have no idea, just act like you do. And so, like, you know, I'm talking about Stranger Things. And, and last week, I wrapped up the series talking about worship. And it was just an amazing moment in worship where we had this, this moment where they're singing Break Every Chain. And it was just so cool to see the students' hearts for worship. And I didn't wanna just tell you, I took, a, I took a real quick clip and they're gonna show you in a second, but it's just an amazing thing for you to see what God is doing through students and their passion to just worship Jesus and their passion to follow after God. So ch go check us out. It's just so awesome to see them like fall in love with Jesus. Like I just, I love sitting back and watching them and just sing it out. And like, it's so cool because you know, like when you're an adult, you care what people, people hear you, right? You're like, well, I don't sing very well, right? Students don't care. They're like, I don't care if I can sing or not. I'm worshiping Jesus. And it's just an amazing, amazing thing, right? And so I just want to show you that. And I want to encourage you, if you have a student or maybe you are a student in grades six through 12, come tonight. We're having a glow night, okay? Wear white. Wear something that reacts to black, white, black light. It's going to be amazing. You need to be there. We're having so much pizza. It's going to be awesome. So you make sure you come out. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you're not in grade six through 12, I'm sorry you can't come. But um, you know, you're like, oh, I wanted to go, right? But hey, I do want to encourage you. Maybe you're like, hey, I have a heart for that generation. 
Like you talk about loving teenagers and I love teenagers. Hey, you can sign up to serve. We have an amazing team. I'm so thankful for the team we have. Like we could, I could not do it without our team. They do an incredible job every single week. And I wanna encourage you, if maybe you're sitting there right now, you're like, I wanna be a part of that. Awesome, go to the iPads, hit, I wanna join the team and go down and pick Generations 110 and we can get you signed up and get you, get you involved. It's an awesome thing that's happening there. But so this week, Pastor Aaron's like, hey, I want you to talk about this. Like you're passionate about the next generation. Talk about the next generation. Talk about, talk about this idea that we are generational. And what I love about our church is that we don't just empower the next generation. It's not like, well, hey, you turned 30, so congratulations, right? Like, that's not what happens, right? Like, we are a church that's every generation. We are empowering every generation. The next one, the now one, everything is gonna come. Like, we empower every single person because we believe that every single one of you has a call and a purpose and a passion inside of you that God wants to use, right? So we empower every single generation. And so Pastor Aaron said, hey, this week, could you talk about the next generation, talk about that we are generational, but also talk about the idea of honor. Right? I, want you, I want you to talk about honor. Now I get it. When I said honor, I just lost half the room, right? You're laughing because you're like, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I get it. Like you had your app out, you're going to take notes and you're like, and Instagram. And like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, listen, I want to encourage you, don't check out. Don't check out because we're talking about honor because I do believe this, that if you grab a hold of what God's gonna say today, I really do believe that the, the door to your next season could be opened. I believe that God wants to do something today that could really say, hey, this is what's next. And it all starts with honor. So I wanna encourage you to take notes. And, and you know, we, have this, we have this saying at 110, that's note takers are history makers, right? And I wanna encourage you, make sure you write some stuff down. On that card you were handed when you walked in, there's plenty of room to write some stuff down. So make sure you write some stuff down. But I think there is no better way to kick off the weekend talking about honor than giving honor honor is due. If you're a veteran here, could you just stand really quick? We just want to honor you and say thank you. Come on, we, I know there's a couple in here. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Come on, church. Hey, we're so thankful for you. We're so thankful for the sacrifice that you guys made for your families, for your lives, and for our lives. We're so thankful that we get to worship in a place that is free because of your guys' sacrifice. And we're, we're just very thankful and appreciative to you guys. And so, you know, as we're talking about honor, I wanna jump into Luke chapter seven, right? So it'll be on the screen behind me, but Luke chapter seven, we're gonna jump in at verse 11, right? And it says this, soon afterwards, Jesus went with his disciples, right? To visit the village of Nain. A large crowd followed him and a funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate, right? The young man who had died was the widow's only son and a large crowd from the village was with her too. When Jesus saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. He had compassion for her and he goes over to her and he says, hey, don't cry. And he walks over to the coffin, he touches it and the pallbearer stopped moving. He says, hey, young man, get up. And verse 15 says, the dead boy sat up and began talk, began talking, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Just amazing, right? And so if you're, if you're taking notes, I'm talking to you from this subject this, this, this morning is that we are generational with a subtitle of this, a collision is coming, right? So we are generational and a collision is coming. Can we pray really quick and then we'll jump in? Lord, I thank you so much for who you are. Lord, I think that you're in this place today and God, we just ask you to speak to us. We ask you to say something to us that changes us, that we can apply to our lives where we walk out different, that we walk into our next season different. Lord, I pray that right now that I decrease and that you increase in this place. And everything that comes out of my lips, God, it comes from your heart. Lord, I thank you so much that we are going to, we're gonna leave changed and different because we, have, we learn how to honor. How to honor is, is, is such, such, such a big deal to you. And Lord, I thank you so much for taking LeBron to LA. I ask that you keep us playing good 
playing well so we can beat those Clippers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Go Lakers. Sorry, guys. Have to pray for them every single time. Hey, um, question. Have you ever had a bad day? Anyone have a bad day? Come on, hands. Anyone have a bad day? Okay. If you don't, you're lying. Awesome. So have you ever had a bad week? Ever had a bad week? Okay. Last week was that week for me. It was really bad. Um, my wife and I, we both had a pretty, pretty rough week, and it's like Tuesday, and I can't take any more. Like, no joke. It was like Tuesday, and I'm like, I just can't handle any more. And so on Tuesday, is our, it's our meeting day here at the office, and so I was like, before we go into meetings, I'm going to close my doors. Like, I, I just need, I need a minute because I can't take any more, right? And I get this text from my wife who says, well, I wrecked the car. Yes. And I was like, you know, I played the good husband role first. and was like, are you okay? How's the car? Um, how's the other person's car? Like, you know, going through everything like that. She's like, it's fine. There's no damage. You know, it's fine. And I'm like, all right. So then I say, what happened? And the story gets great. And she says, well, I was sitting at a stoplight and the guy in front of me started to move forward. I took my foot off the, off the brake to coast. Then I realized he didn't move. And, um, this is, no, you guys think it's funny yet, and there's a way it gets better. So then she says, and I thought I hit the brake, but I hit the gas. <laughs> yeah, your reaction was way better than mine. And um, I was like, gas is on the right, um, but okay, awesome. And so um, she, you know, the, the guy was really awesome about it because he said he was a distracted driver too, take that as you want. And like, you know, and so um, it was awesome. But I'm like, you understand where the gas and the brake are, right? Like, you get it. But I think that's a great example of us in our lives when it comes to honor. Is that, like, we want to do what feels good in the moment. Like, we're pressing the gas and we're moving forward. And then we realize our lack of honor made us hit the car in front of us. And we're like, I should have hit the brake. Like, I should not have said that. Because now my parents brought out the middle name. You guys know what I'm talking about. Or, like, I did what I wanted to do and watched the game and didn't take trash out, and now my wife needs to talk, right? And so, like, okay, awesome. This is great. I just love it. And, like, here you are. Like, you want to do what feels right, but you realize it was wrong because of a collision. Because all of a sudden, you realize that your lack of honor caused a problem, that what's going on in your life, it's an issue. And here in this story, the same thing is happening. I don't know if you saw it. The woman is driving her car, right? She's going to a funeral here comes Jesus. And she has an opportunity to decide in this moment, do I hit the gas or do I hit the brake? Do I do what feels right or do I know what is right? Do I honor or do I just kind of do whatever I feel like and deal with the collision later, right? And I think we can learn so much from this woman. I think we, do, I think we can learn so much from this text about honor. And you know, here's what I know is that maybe for you, you've heard a lot about honor. Or maybe you're like, I don't really know much about it. Here's what I do know, is that honor is a big deal to God. That, that's a good thing to write down. Honor is a big deal to God. God cares about honor. He wants us to be people who honor, right? And so today, I want to give you three things about honor. Three things we need to know. Three things we need to know all about honor. All from this text, and then we'll be finished this morning. But three things we need to know about honor. Right, so here's this woman in this text. She's walking out, getting ready to bury her son, and she sees Jesus. And we see the first thing we need to know about honor, right off the top, is this, is that dishonor, it makes you dead. Dishonor, it makes you dead. Now, when I say it makes you dead, most of us immediately think, well, what did the boy do? Right? I'm not talking about the boy. I'm talking about the mom. 
I'm talking about what is happening inside of her. Because here's what I know. When you dishonor, right, it might not kill you physically, but it will spiritually. It will kill you spiritually. And you, you have this emotion, these things going inside of you that this woman is feeling. Because see, what's happening back then in this, in this moment, with, she has no husband, right? So she's a widow. So she's already experienced great pain, right? And now she has one son and he died. Now, back then, this woman could not have just went out and got a job and kind of dealt with her life. She couldn't have just moved on. It wasn't that easy back then. So here she is, not only burying her only family member, not only burying what she has left, her joy, but she's actually burying what is going to provide for her. And here she is in a moment of pain, in the moment of hurt. And what's happening inside of her is like she feels dead. Like, I'm going to church. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm hanging out with the right people. I'm reading the Bible. But yet inside of me, I feel numb. I feel like I'm just going through the motions. I feel like I'm just, just doing what I'm supposed to do. and kind of just, I'm just trying to get through. Have you ever been there? Maybe you're there right now. Like, you just feel like, what is happening? I'm trying to do it the right way. I'm trying to, like, live life the way that God told me to, but I just feel numb inside. And I would question, maybe we've let dishonor into our lives. And maybe dishonor has become a part of our heart, and now we're here, and we feel dead inside. See, honor means this. Honor means to simply put weight onto something. That's what honor means. So, for instance, if I'm going to honor the Word of God, I'm going to put weight on what it says, right? I'm not going to just ignore it because I don't like it. I'm gonna put weight on what it says about my relationships, how I treat people, right? How I love others. Like I'm gonna put weight on what it says and I'm actually gonna do it. For a person, I'm gonna put weight on who they are to me, the position that they hold, what they say. I'm gonna do my best to honor everything they said. I'm gonna put weight on someone, someone or something. That's, that's where I'm at. I'm gonna put weight on this, right? So dishonor would mean the exact opposite. Don't put weight, right? I know the Bible says that, but I don't really like it. I'm going to just read a different chapter. I know that like my boss told me to like do that, but like, I don't really feel like it. Or like, I'm going to do it because he's my boss, but the whole time I'm going to complain about it. I'm like, he has no idea. He's up in the office all day long. He has no idea what I'm doing down here on the front lines, working hard right now. He has no idea. He's trying to make me do this and make me do that. And here I am. That's dishonor. It comes out because we're here and we're like seeing everything wrong. And we're seeing all the issues in life because here's what I know is that whenever we dishonor, it makes us walk in the opposite direction of Jesus, right? So when we dishonor, we're walking in the opposite direction of Jesus. This is what's happening to this woman, right? She's walking to bury her son this way. She's doing her thing, living her life. And the word living as flesh, Jesus Christ, right? The son of God is walking the opposite way. And they have a collision at the gate. And sometimes that's what happens with honor is we have a collision at the gate of our thinking. We know it's not right. And yet here we are having a collision saying like, I know it's not right, but it feels right. So I'm just going to hit the gas. And it comes out, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, like this next generation has no respect for the house of God. Like here they are wearing jeans with holes in them to church. Like, are you serious? If I wore jeans, the holes with them when I was their age, I would not have gone out of the house. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe you're here and you're like, okay, like I'm like 15 and he's like, what, 40? Sorry, don't judge me. And like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like 40. He knows nothing about me. How could he like ever like relate to me? I don't understand. 
And here we are, dishonor is coming both ways, right? Or like, we, ha- we have this moment where like, it's little things. Because you're probably like, eh, he's talking about genes, who cares? You're right, I'm talking about genes, but it doesn't just stop there. It just builds and builds and builds. And then eventually you sit in church and you say, I can't believe she had the audacity to come into church after having an abortion. Who does she think she is? And we're walking in the opposite direction of Jesus. Or like, I saw what he posted last night and he wants to come in here and sit next to me and raise his hands and worship Jesus. No, 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 this seat is taken. And here we are, like, we know that it's not right, right? We know like, no, I need to show love and grace and mercy like Jesus does. But here I am for some reason, I'm having a collision at the gate of my thinking because I've let dishonor in and now I'm walking in the opposite direction of Jesus. And here I am, I don't know what to do. And what ends up happening in the church, right? In the church world is this, is that when we let dishonor in too much, we create a space where the next generation doesn't know enough to be involved. The current generation is too old to be relevant. So we create a dead church. We create a church that has no impact. We create a church that says, hey, I'm just gonna do my thing, stay in my four walls. And then we wonder, why are people leaving the church as soon as they turn 18? Maybe because dishonor got involved. Maybe because we treated people with disrespect. Maybe because we were like, we forgot that at some point I was 18. At some point I wore clothes, like at some point I was different. At some point I, I didn't dress like that or I listened to different music or at some point like I don't understand or, or maybe you're like, at some point I will be 40, right? At some point I'm probably gonna wear something that's not cool. Like I, and you forget that and dishonor comes in, right? And now listen, I'm not saying that we have to just like go with the flow and just, you know, whatever happens, happens. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying we have to show respect and wait for every single person. You can still, you can still correct you can still lead. You can still give direction. Just do it with honor. Just do it with honor, right? So like, if you're part of the older generation and you're looking at someone who's maybe a little bit younger than you, don't be like, what music they listening to? They're calling themselves the number one with a lemonade. I don't even understand it. Like, if you know, you know. And you're like, I don't even get it. Like, who is Kanye? I don't get it, right? You're like, how could they? I don't even, I don't get it. And then if you're part of the younger generation, don't be like, they don't even know how to text. How am I supposed to talk to them? I don't get it. Like, I have to actually go somewhere and talk? I don't understand. Like, don't do that. Man, meet in the middle. Have honor. I know Steve's up here. Steve's up here like, guys, I don't know how to text. Like, he's talking about me. And like, so like, here's what I know, is that honor doesn't mean that we can't be different. It just means that we respect each other. It means that we're going to end, we're in this together. That I need Steve just as much as Steve needs me. We're in this thing. Steve's like, teach me how to text, please. I don't understand. And like, this is what we know, is that we're in this thing together, that we can, we can give direction, we can give honor at the same time, right? And this is where this woman's at, right? So here she is, honor has made her feel dead. And now she understands this really important thing I want you to write down is the second point. Honor isn't easy. Honor isn't easy. See, I want you to put yourself in the place of this woman. She's walking out of the gate to bury her son. She has extreme loss, extreme pain. Maybe some of what you guys are feeling right now, I don't know. And here she is, meets a man she knows nothing about, right? We have the privilege of knowing what's about to happen. She just sees a guy she doesn't know walking into the city and when she's experiencing pain and he has the nerve to walk up and say, hey, don't cry. If I was this woman, I probably would have lost it on Jesus. I'm just being honest, don't judge me. But I probably would have been like, who do you think you are? Telling me not to cry 
Like, I mean, really, like, I would have just hit the gas and dealt with the collision later, right? Because I would have been like, whatever, I'm going to do what feels right. And like, have you ever been there? Maybe you walk into church and God says, hey, I want you to lift your hands in worship. And you're like, God, I had a terrible, terrible week. I'm good just to be here. Like, I'm fine. And God's like, hey, I want you to worship. And you have this conversation with Jesus and it's kind of like this woman could have had. And we hit the gas and we're like, I'll decide later what I feel like, right? And here we are, or maybe you're in line at Chick-fil-A and there's someone behind you and God says, hey, I want you to pay for that person's meal. And you have this conversation. God, I am like, I have no money. I've been praying for a breakthrough and here I am trying to get lunch. They've got money, they're in line. Like they're not gonna get in line, they don't have money, right? Like, I'm t- no. Like some of you guys will get that joke later. And it's like, I just don't understand. Like you're asking me to pay for them and like, they're fine. I'm not gonna do it. And we have this opportunity to decide, are we gonna honor or are we just gonna do whatever feels good? Right? And here's what I know. Anyone who tells you honor is easy is lying. (laughs) They are, I'm sorry. Honor is not always easy. There are situations and there are people that that definitely are easy to honor. There are, I mean, there's situations and things that are easy to show honor, show respect, put weight on, that's easy. But there are some times when your boss is saying to you, hey, do this, and you don't want to, and you think you know better, because you probably do because you're on the front lines, and you're like, oh, I'm just, I know more than him. And it's like, that's not always easy. Or maybe you're a student, and you're like, my family keeps talking to me about temptation and why I'm dealing with it, and they don't understand me. They talk about going to get porn at the grocery store, and here I am, I have porn and the Bible app in the same folder on my phone. They don't understand me. And here we are, like, I just don't get it, and we don't understand each other, So what ends up happening is honor becomes difficult. Honor becomes like, I don't understand. I don't understand how to do this. And we're here and we're struggling because honor isn't always easy, but it is always, always worth it. Honor is always worth it. It's always worth the moment to say, I'm just gonna honor. I don't feel like it. I don't even know if I agree with them, but I'm gonna honor. I'm gonna put weight. I'm gonna put respect on what they're saying because here's why honor is so hard. Honor is hard because it starts where no one can see. It starts in your heart. No one knows if you're dealing with honor, right? There's not some gauge on Steve's forehead right now that says, here's where his honor's at, right? If that was, it was so much easier. I'm like, I'm not talking to Steve today, right? Like I know like what's happening. But you know, what ends up happening for us is honor is dealt inside, right? It's, it's in us. It's, it's what's happening deep within that we don't even know about. Right, like we're, like, like we're struggling. This one time Jesus is talking to some people and they're mad at Jesus because Jesus' disciples, which are like a fancy word for friends, they're here, his friends, his followers, they're not washing their hands, right, before they eat. They're not worried about germs. It's not like, well, don't touch my food. No, they're worried about it because religion said do it, right? And so Jesus is like, hey, for real, like just, just chill. Like, and he says this, he goes, hey, it's not what comes in to you that makes, you bad, that makes you, your heart bad. It's actually what comes out of your heart. Right, you can look that up and it's in Mark 7. But like what's happening is Jesus is like, hey, like, listen, your honor, it starts in your heart. It starts in your heart. And what I want you to know is that if honor is not in your heart, it won't be in your life. That if it's not in your heart, it will not be in your life. It just won't. It won't be in your life. No matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you say, I'm going to try to make the right decision. Because sometimes you'll get it right. Sometimes you'll get it wrong. And you're like, what's happening? What's happening is it's not in your heart yet. It's a decision to say, I'm gonna honor. And this is where this woman is at. She's here and she's in this place trying to figure out how do I honor, right? And what's difficult, like we said, is honor starts in your heart. So how do you know when you need to work on honor? 
right? Because I could be like, hey, Maddie, you need to work on honor, like, now, right? Like, I could say that. But she's like, well, how do I know? Like, how do I find out myself? Like, how do I see my gauge? What's happening? There's this time in the Bible where there's this guy named David. Maybe you've heard of him, maybe you haven't. But David is this guy, he's this young teenager, and he goes in and he kills a giant, right? And he kills a giant, and the king at the time is named Saul. Saul's like, you won the war for us. This is amazing. So he gets David, and he takes David and his entire army back into the city, right? Because they just won. Hey, guys, if you're back in the production, I'm going to jump down to the last verse in this. So 1 Samuel 18, verse 9. Could you put that up there? And so what's happening? Keep going all the way at the end. Thank you. And so here you are. These people are like, hey, David, David did all this amazing stuff, and Saul gets all mad. He's like, you really? They're going to make, they're going to like make him their king. And Saul gets frustrated. Here's how you know that you need to work on your honor. It says, from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. You need to work on your honor when your eyes leave Jesus and go to a person. Is that when you're here and it becomes, your life becomes more about what they did, what they said, how they acted. When your life becomes more about them than Jesus, you probably need to work on your honor. Be like, it doesn't matter what they did. It doesn't matter what they said. It doesn't matter. Like, Jesus honored me by dying on the cross for me in my place. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just, I'm going to honor Jesus. I want to get my eyes back onto Jesus so I can walk where he wants me to walk and do what he called me to do and be who he called me to be. I'm just going to look to Jesus, right? And so here's this woman. She's looking to Jesus, right? She's stuck. She's in this place where here she's at. She's trying to honor because some strange man said, hey, what are you doing? Don't cry. She's like, I don't understand, but she, she has like this crazy thought. Do what you can do, Jesus. Go for it. I mean, he's dead. Go for it. And here's what I want you to know. This is a side note, but the, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do in your life is just stop and let Jesus into the place of your hurt and let Jesus into the place of your pain, the place that you're trying to close off from everyone else, the place you're saying, hey, don't look at that. Like, it's not, like, no, no, like, let Jesus into that place. <laughs> he can do a major, major work, right? And so here we are trying to do this, trying to believe, like, what's next for me? Like, I feel stuck. I'm stuck with a dead son. I'm stuck being single. I'm stuck with all this debt. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I don't know what's next for me. I know this season is over for me, but I don't know what's next. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm stuck. And I have this question for you. What if the turnaround that you've been waiting for is actually waiting on you to honor? What if the turnaround that you've been waiting on right now is actually waiting on you to show some honor? Like, what if that breakthrough, you've been like, I want to see that breakthrough. What if that breakthrough is just hanging on, hey, it's ready. I'm ready to move. God, I'm, God, I'm, God's here. I'm ready to open the door. Just show some honor. Put some weight on my words. Put some weight where you want. Like, do what you need to do, God. Like, and what if that turnaround is hanging on your ability to honor? That's what this woman's experiencing. She's going this way. Jesus is coming this way. And she, because she honored Jesus in a part that was hard, because she honored Jesus in a part that was difficult, guess what she got to do? She got to turn around and walk into her next season the way God told her to. Walk into her next season with life instead of death. Walk into her next season experiencing fullness of joy. Walk into her next season with an amazing, amazing miracle because she honored when it was hard. She honored when it was difficult. She honored when she didn't feel like it, but she's still honored, right? And so here we are. She's, she's realizing this honor makes me dead inside, right? And not just that, but like here I am. Honor isn't always easy. It's not always easy to honor, but it's always worth it. And then she realizes this. This is the third thing I want you to write down is honor is bigger than you. 
honor is so much bigger than you. See, here's this woman. She, she honors Jesus, right? She experiences her turnaround, and she's walking into her next season, walking into her next season. And you know what's crazy? I'm sure she went back into the city, and there was someone who looked and was like, um, I was just at that guy's funeral, and he was not walking. Like, uh, what happened? And she got to say, let me tell you about somebody. Let me tell you about somebody that I met. Let me tell you about somebody who changed my life. Let me tell you about somebody who I, t- who I said, I'm just going to let, I'm just going to honor what he wants. I'm just going to let him do what he wants to do. I'm not, let me just, let me tell you about somebody. And all of a sudden, her decision to honor in one season led to a generational miracle. Because what ends up happening is here she is in a moment. She's like, hey, hey, he, he's back from the dead. It's awesome. But at some point, her life would have been over, right? And here's her son. Hey, let me tell you about somebody who, who like raised me from the dead. No, no, you didn't hear me. I was dead. They had a funeral. They were going to bury me. Like, you know what? Let me tell you about, like, because of honor, like, God did something in my life. And then, like, not just that, like, then his kids are like, hey, let me tell you about my dad. Like, he, he was dead at one point, and Jesus brought him. And, like, all of a sudden, it just goes generation and generation and generation. What if the thing that's been holding your family captive for so long is waiting on you to honor, and it will break free? What if that generational curse where you're like, I just don't understand. It's been passed down and passed down and passed down. What if it's God is saying, hey, honor big now and watch it break free here. Watch it. Watch what happens if you just have the audacity to say, God, do what you want to do. I'm going to honor your word. If you said it, it settles it. It's, I'm just, I'm just going just to do it. I'm just going to do what you ask me to do. And so here we are in this moment. This woman has this amazing miracle because she honored. But you know what I love about the story is that she wasn't the only person who honored Jesus honored big time because he sees her in her hurt and in her pain and in her frustration. And maybe you're sitting right here today and you're looking at me and you're like, listen, Pastor Devin, it's great. Honor is a great thing. I'm glad you're talking about it, but you don't know what they did to me. You don't know the pain that I'm experiencing right now. You don't know the hurt that I'm going through. You don't know what they said. You don't know how they left. You, you, just, you don't get it. And can I tell you, you're hundred percent right. I don't get it. I don't understand what you're going through but I know someone who does. I know someone who sees you in your hurt and sees you in your pain and says, hey, listen, I know it hurts. I know it's not comfortable, but if you honor the word of God, I can come in and I can do something amazing in your life. I can change your life. If you just say, hey, just take a moment to honor me and say, God, come in, like, come in, change me, do, do what you wanna do. I don't care, you wanna touch, touch the dead body, go for it. Because here's what's happening. In this story, Jesus showed honor to this woman. It was crazy because for us, we don't really see a difference. Like he touched a coffin, congratulations, right? But in the Bible, found in the book of, book of Numbers, we're told that if you touch something dead, you're made unclean for a week. It's a big deal. It was a big deal. And here's Jesus walking up to her and touching a coffin. Why? Because he didn't want to just her to show honor to him. He wanted to show honor to her. And he comes in, and he says, I see you how you feel. I get it. I understand. And he touches this. And here's what I know is that when you let honor in and you show honor and you let God come into that place, despite the hurt, despite that it's difficult, you honor your boss, you honor your friends, despite that it's just not fun. Here's what I know is it lets Jesus in in a way where when he touches the dead thing, guess what? It doesn't stay dead. It comes back to life. God takes what was feeling dead, that numbness, that dishonor that made me feel dead. And he takes it and he says, hey, no, no, I'm not gonna become unclean. That's gonna come alive. That's, that's the difference that's gonna happen right now. And God is here right now. And he is saying to someone in this place, listen, it's been a long time and you've been holding on to what they did to you. 
And it's not right. They were wrong, 100%. There's no question about it. But honor's not for them. Honor's for you and what's gonna happen in your next season. See, Jesus is a different time. He's, he's almost about to get arrested. He knows it. He knows like the end of his life is coming. He's about ready to get arrested and crucified and, and go and go, go, and go dead, get beat, sorry, get killed, right? And all this stuff. And here he is frustrated in the garden, praying to God. And the Bible says this, that he's here. And he says, God, if there's any other way, please, please take it. If there's any other way, like, and maybe that's you right now, there's any other way to not honor. Like, I don't wanna honor that. If there's any other way, God, can you please? Like, I wanna go to my next season. If there's any other way, please. Like, if there's any other way to get, like, I don't wanna do it. But then Jesus says this amazing thing. He says, but not my will. God, whatever you want, I'm gonna do it. I don't understand it. It's difficult. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna do what you, you told me to do. I'm just gonna honor. Because see, here at LifePoint, we have a code for our team. So if you're part of the team, you've probably heard this. And we say that we honor up, we honor down, and we honor out. If you're not part of the team, that's something we say to our team all the time is that we honor up, we honor down, and we honor out. And with this one sentence, Jesus was an example of that. He honored up by saying, God, whatever you want, whatever you want me to do, like, I'm gonna honor, I'm gonna do it. It's not easy, it doesn't make sense, but I'm gonna do it. He honored out because he said, I'm fully human right now. I'm gonna honor these people sitting beside me, these people that, I, that I've walked with for three years. These people, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna honor them, I'm gonna die in their place. And then he honored down as God. And he saw you and he saw me and he said, I'm gonna honor them. I'm gonna die in their place. I'm gonna show honor, even where honor really doesn't deserve to be there. Because here's what I know, honor is not about that person. And when your honor becomes about their character, it's not honor. When your honor becomes about what they can do for me, that's called sucking up. When your honor becomes about like how good they are to me and what they did right, it's not honor. Because what you're saying is like, if you're nice, I'll be nice. I'm really glad Jesus didn't say that to me. I'm so glad that he saw me and said, I see you in your mess. I see you in the stuff you can't get out of. And guess what? I'm still gonna honor you. I'm still gonna die for you. And what I think is awesome is that Jesus, he had this decision to honor big and it let him walk into his next season, right? It let him walk into resurrection. It let him walk into what was happening and fulfilling every purpose that he was here to do. This woman honors and it let her experience her next season the way God wanted her to experience it. It opened the door from death to life. It changed her. All because they had the audacity to say, I'm going to honor. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna extend honor. I'm gonna do it. And I wanna ask you this question. What about you? What's that turnaround you've been waiting for? What's that thing that right now, you know God's put in your heart, that dream that you're like, I wanna get there. I know that's my next season, but you can't figure out how to get there. What is it? What if your next season is waiting for you to honor in this one? What if you're sitting there right now and, you, and you're like, all right, I wanna honor. What if that collision that's coming is really about your honor and the world's culture? It's about you just showing honor. Like people are like, I don't understand. Like how, you know, like I just honor because that's who I am because God told me to do it. I'm gonna do it. I just honor. And God opens the door like never before. What if your next season is waiting right now? for you to say, I'm going to honor right here. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church Podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com.